0: Welcome to Our Certain Point of View, where your hosts, Jim and Tim, will bring you new weekly discussions about the Star Wars universe. Our Certain Point of View is a fan-based podcast and has no connections with Disney, Lucasfilm, or any of their subsidiaries.
1: Hello everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Our Certain Point of View. I am Earth Tim, Earth Jim. (laughs) There you
0: go. Hello there, I'm Tim. Yeah. I'm Papa Bear.
1: Yeah, we got a space gym now, just like we used to have a space Tim, so I'm Earth Gym.
2: Then we'll get the space Papa Bear.
1: Um. Yeah, what about Pink Floyd? Mm,
2: the wall? Or Saucer Full of Secrets?
1: I was thinking about learning Tom? to fly when he says uh, just no. an Earth... Bound Drifter, I. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So t- today, because we're recording during the daytime for once. Um. It is daytime. It is. It, it is. I guess every time we record, it's daytime somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um. What was I saying?
0: Today we're talking about Andor episode eight.
2: Yes, we are. Labelled
0: Narkina five. 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 Yeah. So awesome. I Very should probably
1: calm. mention at the outset, mm-hmm. this might be an odd podcast. Yeah, how so? I got hit by a car.
0: There you did.
1: Hey, hey, you. <laughs> I literally got hit by a car.
0: <laughs> All you can do is laugh about it, but he's not uh, fibbing to you, folks.
1: Yeah, you hey, look pretty rough
2: in that photo you sent me.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, I uh, I was riding my motorcycle, and a little old lady decided that this is not the way, and uh, she uh, just pulled out right in front of me and tried to cut me off. Like,
0: mm. well, I mean,
1: it was like it would have been a T-bone if I hadn't been able to swerve a little bit, and it probably would saved my life because I swerved just enough that instead of hitting her square on. I just clipped the back of my bike on her uh, her car somewhere. I don't know. It was very fast. The next thing I know, I'm laying in the roadway with my uh, shoulder dislocated and a little bit of road rash and some bumps and bruises. But bottom line is, I'm kind of out of it, man. A little bit. A little bit. Really?
0: But we're glad you're here, Jim.
1: Who was the guy that would say... Oh well but the Tom Bro was that Tom Broco?
0: The voicing
2: of a
1: miracle. The voicing of a miracle. Miracle. Uh oh Tom Broco. That was Tom Broco. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I All think right. so. Yeah.
2: That was his catchphrase.
1: So today we're gonna be talking about Zardov chapter three. Zardov um, chapter three. Zardov five. Zarkino chapter five. And uh, somehow Palpatine is returned. No, <laughs> what am I saying? That was that dumb line from uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm sorry, I liked Rise of Skywalker, okay. I mean, it's better than Last Jedi. But that whole, how do we explain Palpatine's back? And they did it with one line, somehow Palpatine's back. Well, in this episode, we're going to say somehow Snoke is back.
0: Somehow Snoke is back. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, not around yet. Fun so, news from,
1: yeah, so, so.
0: Go ahead, what's your fun news?
1: Last episode. I didn't know this until after we had recorded. Um, remember that time when Andor got arrested by the shore trooper who was saying things like, where are you going? He said, nowhere, and the mm-hmm. shore trooper's mm-hmm. like, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Papa Bear and I talked about this. <gasps> Papa Bear, tell Tim who voiced the the. The Shore Trooper.
2: Somebody named Sam Whitmer, right? That...
1: You're not even kidding. That was oh, Sam nice. Whitmer, dude. Was did him. you know that, Tim?
0: I didn't know that.
1: I, I found that out, like, yeah, like, well, not long ago, uh, long after we recorded. And I was like, dang it, I wish I'd known that. some else interesting that I found out that's kind of only in uh, um, related, vaguely related news. Uh, shoot. So in the House of the Dragon series, there's a uh, character named Daemon Targaryen. What's what are their what are they called? Daemon Targaryen. What what are... have y'all not seen Game of Thrones?
0: I have. Say your thing again. I was I was Targaryen. Yeah. What about him?
1: He's played by a guy named Matt Smith.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, Daemon. Yeah.
1: Do you, mm-hmm. do you know his? almost connection with Star Wars. Um, this would have been he's, so... He's Doctor Who. Freaking cool. Because, yeah, he also... Correct, he was also uh, one of the Doctor Whos. Um, I thought the actor was just okay. I mean, the only time I had known him from was uh in The Crown, which, you know, that, I don't know, it was an okay series. I mainly watched it because it meant the wife and I had something we could watch together. Um... But he played Prince Charles and well now King Charles the third. Anyway, um, he's he's pretty good in House of the Dragon as being kind of an intimidating, crazy guy. Jim, he's,
0: he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal he's, in he's most of the actor. things that he does. He's a he's a, he's a really actor. really really good actor. Well, and you would know that him. if you watched Doctor Who.
3: Yeah,
1: I've never heard of it. Well, does do either of y'all know what I'm bringing up in relation to Star Wars though? Tim, this is going to get you so like crazy excited the way it got me, I bet. The Lost Potential.
0: Lost Potential?
1: Yeah, because he was supposed to be in Rise of Skywalker. They had a whole other like story arc for that movie, and then they ended up scrapping it. And he was supposed to play the son of Mortis remember mortis in the clone wars where you had the son and you had the daughter and then you had the father and we yeah. see them again as images in the rebels um, and the son is supposed he to He would have the been sun.
0: he would have been perfect as the son exactly. of mortis.
1: Exactly.
0: That would have been cool. amazing. Exactly. And like the and and I feel like bringing mortis into it just in yes. general i would have been like okay maybe you could do that but you saying that Matt Smith could have played that character Makes me want it even more. Yeah, because
1: Mortis is one of the best parts of Clone Wars as far as, like, yeah, expanding yeah, it is. and explaining Force lore comics. So uh, we, we
2: release the Mortis cut. We want the Mortis cut.
1: They never made it. He, um, Yeah, he that's what they was, always say. Well, it never went beyond negotiations with them, but he did say, yeah, I was supposed to play the, the son from the planet Mortis uh, from Star Wars. And I'm like, What? And it was in Rise of Skywalker. And I found this out because I was watching The House of the Dragon. And I was like, why do Why do I know this guy again? Because I didn't realize he was the same guy from The Crown. Because such a different character. <laughs> well, not really. I guess he's the prince of a royal family. And that's the same. And he rides dragons. That's the same. Mm-hmm. Marries people. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of what princes do.
1: Yeah. You know, the problem is I feel like in the really uh
0: in Rise of Skywalker they wouldn't have been able to introduce a character like that without a lot of backstory like they can't assume that people know those episodes from Clone Wars.
1: I have no idea what they were going to do my with guess, it.
0: Well that's what I mean. If they were going to do that, that's my guess is why it got scrapped like it it would have taken a lot to to prepare. Or that maybe that was the original storyline and then when Ryan Johnson got involved and in messed up Last Jedi, um, can I yeah. say I, something? You know, I say that. I say that, and let me rephrase no that: when everyone messed up Last Jedi, because <laughs> he um, wasn't the. the you know. I,
2: I think what we've learned from this is the the Star universe is so big and large that it doesn't lend itself to a movie format anymore. It just doesn't.
1: You know, that's a pretty good... uh, Yeah, I think you you get a point there. Um, but here's how they should have done... Ow. Sorry, sometimes uh, I hurt myself. (laughs) Um... But what if instead of the whole somehow somehow Palpatine's returned and scrap the whole Rise of Skywalker storyline and finish the Skywalker saga with, um... You know, Anakin. It's always been unclear what it means by An- did. Did Anakin fulfill the prophecy of bringing balance balance to the Force? What if the last movie in the Sky Wars uh, in the Skywalker Saga was about Mortis establishing itself as the arbiter of the Force? And since, and like basically the existence of the First Order and the destruction of the Jedi and all that stuff, the Force is way out of whack. Like that pendulum is swinging too far. You know, it's just crazy. And you just saw, like, the dark side and the light side personified and established themselves as, like, you know, this is what we meant by balance. They could have they could have explained that whole story. Uh, I don't know. Could have put the whole Skywalker, um, uh, you know, lineage and... and in place as far as what it means for the the force anyway I'm just nerding out on fantasy stories I would have liked to have seen mortis as the end of the Skywalker saga
0: yeah i I that and there were a lot of characters and there was a lot of stuff and they're trying to make this it was kind of like what Papa bear said there's a whole lot of uh there's a whole lot of stuff they're trying to do in a movie and and, a,
2: right. and like, you know a
0: series for this ending of the star Skywalker saga would have been better because I'm still at the point where I don't think. Anybody that we saw in that movie should have defeated Palpatine. If Palpatine was going to return in any way. I, I, still in my mind, I would have rather had Vader come back. As soon as he, as soon as he threw uh, uh, Ben, right. I would have rather Vader come back, like, the Force Ghost of Vader, who's so powerful, even in, the, even in the Force, you know, and even aided by Mortis. Like, that's this whole thing where Vader comes back and says, nope, you are done messing with my family, and then he takes the Emperor. Like, I just wanted to, I don't know, we that don't need to talk cool. about it. Yeah. I would like that.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, the only person who could defeat Palpatine died in, in The Last Jedi, and that was Admiral Holdo.
2: I was hoping there would be some force <laughs> ghosts
1: that showed up. I, like, nah, I was hoping Admiral Holdo would be in the room with him and, like, go, you know, to light speed right through him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That so would have been better. That, that would have been a shorter, shorter movie. Um, a much shorter that's, movie. That's
3: mm-hmm.
1: all Star Wars news, kind of. Star Wars news and speculation. It's not about the <laughs> last... Uh, the, the latest episode of Andor It's Star Wars mm-hmm.
0: chat we, we promised the people a weird episode We're starting to deliver on that um,
1: yeah. But we are going
0: um, to move along to countdowns now yeah. I think uh, and the, the I got one more
1: two. One more I, what?
0: I got one more Is it about Tales Wars? of the Jedi?
1: One more piece of Star Wars news Tales of the okay. Jedi?
0: Go for are it Aren't we
1: in the Star Wars news section of the We are okay. in the Star
0: Wars news section Hey,
1: y'all tell me when you want me to hit record By the way this is why you should never leave the guy on pain medication in charge of stuff um no so there's a new show called tales of the jedi
2: never heard of it
1: yeah it's it's worth looking at
2: what (laughs)
1: So yeah, on Disney, and it's been part of our countdowns, and we've been really anticipating it. And honestly, so I've I finally finished it. It's only six episodes.
0: I have not finished the, it.
1: The only thing depressing about it is that it's only six exor- uh, six episodes because yep. they're all good. beautiful, beautiful. Um, so just for
0: the record, real quick, I'd like to say that when I was going to move on to countdowns before we did any upcoming things, I was going to say, "Hey, four days ago, Tales of the Jedi came out." Make yeah, sure you check it out, because it's really awesome. Well, this is and the news. It was spoilery.
1: It's not spoilery, but it is news. Um, what so Disney has done with Tales of the Jedi, though, is retconned some of their own Star Wars canon. So this is interesting to me, because they've kind of somewhat significantly, it depends on how hardcore you are, um, change some of the backstories for a lot of major characters. Um, it enough does have, so, yeah,
0: that we're gonna do an episode on it. sometime Oh,
1: absolutely, soon. we definitely need to because so. there's a lot of stuff worth talking about in uh, Tales of the Jedi. First of all, they're just they're just good. They're a little some of them are a little sad, a little, a little rough. Um, but I gotta just, say, they're just
0: good. I've only watched um. And this will be the last thing that I say about them, but I, I've only watched the first three episodes of the six, and they have each been about fifteen minutes long, yeah. and and they are just phenomenal. Um, yeah, they
1: really are. Which oh, is they, they, which is
0: crazy to me how much I enjoyed each of those fifteen minute snippet episodes, and it's a it's another thing that comes to and we've kind of talked about this before. It's another piece that's really big about you know the streaming world now is. You, they make episodes as long as they need to to tell their stories, which I think is a really, really powerful tool that we have yeah. you know, in the medium of, of television and movies. Movies have always had that fluctuation, but TV shows typically were were set, you know, the amount of time. You're like, oh, well, we got to yeah. cut that. Um, but now if it fits the story, it's in. And there's no... You know, it's just up to the the directors and producers to to keep or not keep based on how powerful they think the story is, and yeah, I love it's that. Based, no, it's based so. on
1: story and budget as opposed to time slot. Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of Seinfeld lately, and uh, he was talking about that. Uh, back in the day, the moment when you realized it was going to be it to be continued. <laughs> well, we don't have that anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of funny, but um. So the last thing I'll say about this whole idea that uh, Disney is retconning itself, um, because you know supposedly everything post Disney is canon, including books and comic books. Uh, well, that's not true anymore. Well, I get, I don't know I don't know what it means anymore because now some things that were canon have been directly contradicted. We saw this with Bad Batch, with uh, what's Balaba's name? Dilla Defa Balaba. Deppa Balaba, um, we saw a little bit of potential retconning there, but then in Tales of the Jedi, there's some straight up retconning of stuff that came out post Disney.
0: And uh, are you talking this- now? Are they? Are you talking about retcon from from stuff that's come out through the comic books or through TV and movies?
1: Um, through m- movies, through comics, okay. through books, like nothing safe from the retcon. Um, All right. but so we'll, tear well there to talk about that. Is first. it is
2: it different if Dave Filoni does it? Isn't it's Filoniing?
1: Well, I'm I'm not upset by this. Um, okay. um, some Star Wars fans will be, but I'm like like Spock on this. Y'all remember we had this, and conversation. as much as I'm
0: really excited about this, we have to talk about Andor.
1: Yeah, I know, but um, <laughs> but remember that time Leonard Nimoy was like uh on Narqina. Um, I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried about canon because, you know, they should just be good stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of the same way. But, all right, I'll finish it with this. It means Asajj Ventress could still be alive because they're on a lot I of that. I didn't see her alive. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa that's studio. spoilery. No, it's not. You'll watch the rest of the episodes and still have to wonder how I came to that conclusion. Why she um, wasn't in any of them. Exactly. Well, no, That's spoilery that too. was going to get spoilery. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then let's cut to commercial and, or no countdown. Sorry. Go, go, go. Quick.
0: quick. All right. Mm-hmm. So we are only 18 days away. We're like half a month away from Wookiee Life Day. We're one day away from Halloween. But just after that, 17 days after that, we've got Wookiee Life Day on November 17th. Also, Mama Bear's birthday. Oh, yeah. But uh, we're pretty excited about that. We are. Uh... <laughs> Well, I've spent a little bit of time trying to re-plan what we might be doing that day, because, uh, well, we got to visit Jim. What? He's at home. I'm at home. I got you hit
1: bike. by yeah. car. Yeah.
0: yeah, you did. <laughs> um, we are then going to execute order 66 days away from the Disney Plus series Bad Batch. Season 2 is coming. January 4th, so any of those kiddos that are on uh, on uh, Christmas vacation, they're going to come back to school, and then they're going to immediately be driven into Bad Batch Season 2, so so much for that quarter three work. Is that what they'll be, quarter three, if they're in quarters?
1: I don't know. Second semester work?
0: College yeah. kids are a little bit luckier, right? College kids are uh, still <laughs> off school in January. They get to watch the beginning of it. Yeah. You and I was uh,
1: off topic, talking about canon.
0: <clears throat> I'm yep. talking specifically then, about <laughs> Bad Batch season two, the Disney Plus series, happening Wednesday, January fourth, and we're 121 days away at most from Stella. Mandalorian season three. I have still not seen any Stella. update. Um, anything more specific about that? Just that it is February, so we've got no new information about Mandalorian season three on that regard. So we're going to keep on waiting. It's probably going to be. No, I can't, I can't wait all the way till the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. They like Bowl. to do big Star Wars releases for the Super Bowl, but I feel like that's going to be way too close because that's February twelfth. How's that for off-topic, buddy? But well, they do a bunch of. There is almost there. They started doing Star Wars releases, not releases, but um, giving us some information during during that. With that being episode? said. I think it's time for Gordon. I think it's time for riff. Gordon.
1: What was the episode of uh Seinfeld where Elaine was like something was wrong with her and she kept yelling, Stella and then laughing.
0: Hey, this is Gordon from the Riff Radio Show Podcast, a radio show dedicated to the music of Generation X. We release a new show every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and we play music from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we take your requests. And unlike the old days when you had to wait forever to get your request on your favorite radio show, I always put your requests on our Saturday morning all-request episode. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes of any episode and request a song. The Riff is only available on Spotify, so head on over today and subscribe. The Riff, only on Spotify.
1: And that was Gordon with The Riff. Execute order
0: 66.
2: Tim. No, I'm not Tim. I'm Papa Bear.
3: (laughs) I'm I'm Papa Bear. Bear.
1: (laughs) We've all been Tim today. (sighs) I'm Papa Bear. I'm Spartacus.
0: Do it.
2: What are we talking about, though? Narkina 5, I
0: think. Episode eight of five. Andor. Yeah, we start off is in, the in a prison. A prison. Uh, is I moved into the camp. The I season. am excited about it. Like, I'm crazy excited. I'll move my microwave so I can stay excited about it. I'm really excited about this episode. So, a uh, quick little story about the episode itself from me. Um, I watched the episode. It was difficult to find time this week, like, to just sit down and watch an episode of television. So yep. I finally did. My wife and I sat down, and because of the week that it was, and because of what time it was, I uh, dozed off a little bit. Mm-hmm. I and th- this has nothing to do with the episode. I thought the episode was phenomenal. Um, when I when I opened my eyes back up, I thought that I just you know closed them for a second. Um, on my second watch, I learned that characters were in there that didn't know were in there. In fact, there was an entire visit to a planet that I missed the first watch, oh, <laughs> so I'm pretty excited to talk about that. Um, so, like the about. second time I watched it, I got to watch it like all over again, and it was just awesome. So, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed this episode twice. Um, I never got nice. to watch it for full note taking. I had to watch it the first time, and then I had to rewatch it the first time. So that's what happened to me. And I am super excited to talk about it because Narkina Five is a new planet.
1: Yeah, it oh, is.
0: yeah, we've got a we've got a few yeah. new planets um, either given or discussed in this one.
1: I know all that there is to know.
0: Oh, so about wow. the yeah. cry. Game. I
1: was super
2: excited about this episode, Keith Gergo. Right, Keith Gergo.
0: Yeah. He's going Can to prison. To
1: get my reference. <laughs>
0: So, do we think that he? All right, here's my first question about the episode. He keeps calling himself Keith Gargo, and they marked him in. Mm -hmm. Do you think that he spent some of his uh, his stolen slash earned money on a new identity? Yeah, I think he did create the new identity, so he actually had like papers because he never showed the papers. Like, I almost wish he would have been like, "See, here's my you know proof of who I am" or whatever. If he he did, standing up the
1: scrutiny so far, so Yeah. yeah. So he must have gotten some of the the digital parts done, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And then the other... Well, and then right away, with his Keith Gergo, right? He says he's from uh, Deris Plata. Which is Spanish
1: for delicious plate.
2: I mean, I don't... I've never eaten a plate, (laughs) so uh, I'll take your word for it.
1: Deris Plata. Está bueno. That doesn't mean... Okay.
0: So overall, I don't think we've seen this before, right? I don't. Th- yeah, I don't, don't think even think we've heard. I think that's another new planet.
1: I yeah. yeah um. Very clean. Is it Darius Plata? We don't see Darius Plata. That's just where he says he's from when they're separating them. So yeah, it starts out. That's what I mean. Yeah, when place. he
0: says the planet that he's from, like he's got a knowledge Where's of the galaxy. Darius Plata. As far as I know, when
1: they're loading up on their little transports, they're still on that Miami planet that he was on. Yeah, they're
0: still on, uh, what was it? Oh.
1: Niami or something like that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Namos. Namos. Namos.
0: Namos. Namos is a. Niamus. I was looking up Namos just for something else, and it's a company in um, England.
1: Niamo? <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um, yeah, they're loading them into the shuttlecraft, blah 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 Plata There was something else I was going to say there, but I forget what it was That's all I got for that scene
0: And uh, it was it was really strange The, oh, be- the way that they were sh- Separating them onto the different ships Yeah It seemed like if you were from a Particular sector of the galaxy You were being sent one way yeah. Versus another, because it sounded like they sent There was one guy who was <laughs> I think there were two people who said they were from the same system, and they were put on the same transport away. Um, uh, and well, I found I, that to be interesting because you would kind of expect them to separate people that might know each other, but
2: well, when they get where they're going, you kind of understand why. You
0: do, yeah, yeah. Well, they and they said that they said <laughs> the you've been deemed physically fit enough to handle the work yeah. here.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I do love that he once again makes the comment, I'm a tourist, because yeah. that summarizes, like, how Andor was trying to be neutral to, you know, he didn't want to fight the rebel you know, with the
0: rebellion.
1: <laughs> that's
0: what I, gets I, me, man. It's like the one time he's actually on the... <laughs> yeah. He's like just, I mean, living with his stolen money, I guess. I know that's not what he was busted for, but... <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but that's, and of course, that's part of the irony, which is part of what makes the story writing so amazing in and Andor is it really is like Shakespearean kind of level tragedy and irony involved in this. So, I mean, little stuff like, you know, his stepmom or foster mom or his mom, or, you know, just to be real, his mom would never have like you know, stayed behind in these terrible conditions if he hadn't done what he did. And of course, he did what he did to get his mom out of those conditions. Um, it's
0: just the it's just such good storytelling. Um, um, so, one more quick thing before we before we dive back into the episode, we didn't do any meta yet. Yeah. Um, Toby Haynes is back as our director. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and from what I'm seeing, and I, I think this is correct, um, Haynes will direct the remaining. No, the next two episodes as well. Okay. So and I think we 11, got Toby Haynes for eight through by ten. Uh,
1: the Americans guy. Yeah. yeah. So then, once they load him onto the transport, then we get a different picture of prison.
0: Hey. FYI, yeah. just to throw this out there, and I know we're uh, we're making sure we stay on topic today. Um, mm-hmm. There was an episode of uh, <clears throat> Doctor Who. Called the Impossible Astronaut, mm-hmm. and this was by this was directed by Toby Haynes as well. Oh, okay. Do you know which doctor we were dealing with at the time? Wait, Matt Smith. I was gonna
2: say that. I was gonna Matt yeah. Smith. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, bring it back.
0: And this has been our certain okay. Anyway, well, um, this has our Matt
2: Smith moment of the day.
1: I think that means there's two Dr. Whos on House of the Dragon. Oh, no, that other guy wasn't. Never mind. Um, there
0: were other people from... There's a a collection of people from Dr. Who who kept showing up. Because um, I was talking about that a lot with my wife. And then... We should do a House of the Dragon episode. We got a lot of stuff maybe. to talk about.
1: Um, I'd, I'd rather do a uh, Rings of Power five. episode. Five. Five.
0: Let's, let's yes, send... Let's send Andor to Narkina 5 on the shuttle right now.
1: Well, can't we instead take a moment to say they show the other prison first? They show uh, Cyril.
2: Uh, yeah, he's in a uh, corporate prison, I guess. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I meant, I meant they're putting him on Narkina 5 shuttle right now. Yeah, and then, and then they show
1: Cyril at his desk. He's and whirring and beeping. Again, some great cinematography here in that when the very opening scene of of his little cubicle form, it looks like it's Cyril, and then they pan down, and Cyril's actually in the foreground, and, like, the subtle hint there is that they're all the same. Like, yeah, that wasn't Cyril. That was just another guy doing a similar job dressed the same. Um, I love that. It's little stuff like that that makes... Again, the show just a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and he's playing some sort of video game, not doing he's his work at all.
2: He's doing a, he's playing Galaga.
1: Yeah, he's playing Galaga or Centipede or something.
0: So and this actually was... brings up something that I really wanted to talk about. Because that computer screen didn't look like it was... Um, Useful. What you would expect in Star Wars. Like, everything is supposed to be so... Um, I know War. it's a long time ago, but it's supposed to be so futuristic and so... Right. So, was, you know, mm-hmm. spacey and, and everything that we do from from sci-fi. But one of the things that I think has happened, and I, I've kind of, I was thinking about this a lot today. We're dealing with a time frame where they've had space travel and blasters and, you know, some of that similar technology for, yeah. you know, thousands of years. Yeah. And yeah. I think in some ways they've, it seems like they've become complacent in some of that. And some of the other things that you would expect to be a little bit more advanced with someone who can do hyperspace travel is not very advanced. Exactly. Um,
2: so you're, t- you're talking about the screens?
0: The I screens, don't... the, you know, the Holonet in the general. Knobs, the yeah. fact, The fact that, and I know it's galaxy-wide, so you've got, you're talking about controlling a whole galaxy and trying to track someone down. But the fact that Cassian Andor's picture has just been identified and jailed and... Yeah, they don't you know, he them. is on record as someone they're searching for, and it it never matched up. You know, least, through fingerprints or through whatever. Yeah, like the
1: U.S. CIA would have picked him up it, faster. And, and he even
2: had a beard, and then he shaved the beard. So now he looks more like the beard. But he's got a beard. Right, so everything's
0: just a little bit like it's just it's just interesting that the technology is kind of where it is, and I feel like, and we see that everywhere. Like there's always this kind of, you know, oh yeah, we've got the systems to do this, but we've it's like all of Star Wars is that dystopian. We've forgotten how to build the technology, but we know how to use it and keep it going.
2: Or it's, it's outdated. To, you see that all the time in, like, government uh, institutions where they oh, have, like, do. billions of dollars going through, like, this old-ass computer. It's,
3: it's yeah. Just, and, like, the, nobody's bothered first, to update it.
1: In the 90s, my first job with the Army, not kidding, we were still using typewriters. Hold
0: on. You were in the Army?
1: Yeah. We were still using typewriters cool. in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, In nineteen ninety five I-, I went to a unit mm. and we had typewriters. I was having I I had learned how to use computers in college and stuff. So I had to go back and learn how to use a typewriter because I was now working for the government. It's pretty sad. But meanwhile we had, you know, these computers that could access satellites and look at anybody on Earth. But I had to use a typewriter. Anyway. What are we doing? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Did y'all see Andor this week? Yeah. We watched it. Yeah.
0: So we're back oh. to him. And we get a so, quick little snippet. We get a quick little flyback to Andor, right? On the shuttle now? Yep. Yeah. And uh, all that we get is, hey, kick your shoes off and put them in the middle. And then the oh, uh, the hey, hey, arm hey. restraints I thought were were kind of interesting.
2: Why'd you I kick feel your shoes like, off?
0: <laughs> yeah. They didn't provide any reason for that, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why'd you take his shoes off? Ah,
1: um The armor restraints reminded me of Captain America and uh one of the Avengers movies. Oh yeah. They're just metal you're just wearing metal bracelets and they turn on super magnets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought that was actually really cool. Um I like that.
2: just how efficiently they process and move these prisoners is scary.
0: Yeah, it's very well, scary. And the entire uh, this- prison show is is a little bit scary
1: oh yeah they definitely got a but dystopian this also very much goes back to george lucas's very first uh you know his student movie that all this oh yeah TH-K. i wanted to talk about thx thx yeah um yeah. it's got that similar thing going on. the um the shoes scene and now i know we find out it serves a practical purpose in the story but the visual imagery there, if you've ever been to a holocaust museum, um everyone I've ever been to, which is say two of them they they always have a display that's just piles of shoes um oh, yeah. I think that that was an intentional kind of reference to like concentration camp type stuff um yeah, because you know taking someone's shoes really does yeah you know, it it reduces them quite a bit, um so
2: it's hard to run away. Your shoes.
1: Yeah, shoes are, you know, the first, uh, one of the first garments humanity ever created. And yeah, he lost his shoes. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you take your shoes off?
0: Find we, some frogs' eggs.
2: Then we so then we're immediately,
0: boots. after the shoe scene, we're immediately frogs back eggs. to, uh, well, we go to the shoes of. In the boots. Cyril. Um, Cyril. Um, uh, Cyril, thank you. But it does. Yeah, Did you notice that? It immediately pans to his shoes. His oh, he's, shoes? he's yeah. got that
1: ADD thing going where his foot is tapping. Mm-hmm. I love that because all of us have experienced that, I think. Yeah. But yeah, he's sitting there nervously waiting for his interview with the ISB. And we finally get our long-awaited um, you know, meeting between Deidre and Cyril.
0: Yeah, yeah. this is... We talked exactly about this. Um, didn't end the way I thought it would. Not surprised that it ended the way it did, but throughout the episode, what's, you know, what was going on here didn't end the way I thought it would, but this was a, this was really cool. I like that he, I love that his character didn't give up. Like it's very fitting of his character to not just go and be complacent in where they put him, but to keep on pushing for what he had. He said, no, I'm, I'm better than what I'm doing and I'm going to keep pushing. So he filed these six, uh, false reports searching for Cassian Andor somewhere in the system. Yep. Um, and uh, and it flagged uh, him. And I, it flagged I, her more specifically.
1: I like that both of our theories on this turned out to be correct. Meaning, at first we were like, oh, he's going to use his position to try to look up Cassian. And then one of y'all said, uh, no, I think that, you know, when they find out that he's on Coruscant, is going to summon him.
0: And both that was a statement Dr. that True. you gave me credit for that Papa Bear actually said.
1: Yeah, that's... So, Tim, when you said <laughs> hey, that... Yeah, so Tim, that Tim said a... the, <laughs>
0: um,
1: no, that... Yeah. No, that was the... She test. says that. She's like, we were going to look you up anyway, but you keep doing this, so we, we're going to have to do this now. Yeah. Um, this... <laughs> I I still... I think that they're a great pair. Um. I... Again, I I find Cyril's character very compelling. I find I, I still don't know if he's smart or not, but he is driven. Uh,
0: yeah. and back to the and, and back to the the storytelling in this. The this whole scene right here basically comes down to, you know, there's stuff in this report that isn't being told to me. And he goes, I don't know what's being told to you, I don't know what's in the report. You, right? you know
2: you what know, you know my favorite interaction or, or line in this this whole thing is? Well, I right here. Tim was in the middle of a point. <laughs> you okay. Is, hey, hey, I'll ask the questions here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I love I that, line. Like that. That's oh, that's
1: line. That's a classic line that's
2: in, like, every movie. Like, cop, blundering cop movie. I mean
1: that's the sealed Nazi joke. Knock, yeah. knock. Who's there? We'll ask the question. Oh, Hogan's here. Stop, <laughs> But, Tim, I think where you were heading with that, she says um, you signed Blevins' report. Yeah. Right.
0: And I love that it was specifically Blevins' report, because we know yep. her her feelings about Blevins. Hey. Um, that was important. Like, it was... It wasn't the... Inc- you know, they could have easily said incident report. Yeah. Right? And she didn't. It's Blevins' report. And they made sure that it was Blevins' report in there, because we know that they're... You know they're uh, at odds at their conflict between them. That'll work. Um, Um, And he said, "I've never saw the report. Never saw it." She's like, "You signed it. They made me sign off on it." Yep. I I said, "They made me sign it. They sent me away." She knows because
2: she's probably done that exact same practice to somebody else. So she's like, "Okay, I see what's going on."
1: Maybe, but it definitely tells her that there's more to this than what Blevins was admitting um the fact that they wouldn't let the local security guard even read what it was he was signing um that he was saying happened um deidre's smart man i like deidre um what was the Um, other part of that um, that was interesting you're in a first they're not done with him
2: huh it's supervisor mira
1: supervisor mira no i i talked to To Deidre, yeah. Then Deidre's like, uh, keep. uh, She leaves the room. Says, keep Cyril here. Let him read the report. So that was interesting. I think she says Blevins again. She keeps saying on, huh?
0: I said, I think she says Blevins again. Yeah, give him Blevins report. Yeah. Um,
1: (laughs) and they 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 keep saying on this of all days. I'm not sure what they mean by that. I know they have a no. meeting with the ISB, but is there something else going on? I don't know. Well, about. I
0: think that's it, because at this point the meeting that they end up having is the person higher up than the person who's been in charge of them.
1: Yeah, Wolf Lawrence there. And he's he's a big dub. Right. It? So
0: that I think that was the important part is that she's been doing all this stuff and you know, she right now she could be on the chopping block. Like she could she could this guy could come in and say, I can't believe you're wasting all this time. You're out, you know? Um, no. And I think that they didn't quite allude to the fact that it is such a big deal, but we know the way the Empire works, and I think that it really is a big deal, because if they see that she's just you know, causing problems to cause problems, they're going to throw her out. Uh, maybe.
1: I think so far she's definitely winning this match against Blevins.
0: Oh, definitely. But... Yeah. I just, I'm just i not even talking about her versus Blevins, and, and we know that that's true, but she, she still has to convince the next level of ISB that she should be able to keep doing what she's doing, and she's asking for a ton of money. Um, yeah. Can we jump to that real quick? I know that it's off, but I, I want to talk about that statement. If you'd like. We, thanks. Um, we, no, let's, let's stay in order. It's okay. We'll stay in order.
1: Okay. What's fixed. next? I do want to say, before I forget to mention, two uh, two minor theories in my head. Blevins, what if he's a rebel sympathizer? I think we've mentioned that before. Yeah, you The other know one that. that I didn't think about until after we saw it, what if Tay, the guy from Chandrilla working with Mon Mothma, is actually an ISB plant? Because suddenly that dude shows up. And she's like, oh, I haven't seen you for years. And now all of a sudden he's like, oh, I come to Coruscant a lot now. And she literally is saying in that conversation, oh, it's so good to see you because they've started replacing. What are you, is that your chair? <laughs>
0: I'm sorry. I think I'm good. Well,
1: um, <laughs> okay. She literally <laughs> says in the conversation with Tay, I haven't seen you for years. And, oh, they're replacing everyone around me with ISB agents. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: I'm like, oh. oh yeah, but maybe. it seemed like she specific I think she called him in. Yeah, she's I think she's she an called old him family friend and
2: he trusts she trusts him, so. He's an
0: ISB agent I'm now. Okay. I hope not. And I don't I personally don't think so. And I certainly hope not. He is. Um
1: Alright, now we're in Akeena five.
0: What if he's an ISB agent and her husband knows about it?
1: Yeah, he's working on Perrin,
0: and Perrin I ends I feel up like,
1: saving her.
0: Yeah. The problem what with him Perrin- being an ISB agent is, if he if he actually is an ISB agent, they haven't they haven't quite fully dedicated themselves to the big picture problem yet. Like we're we're about to get dedicated to the big picture problem, but if he were if he I, were an agent, I don't
2: agent, think he's an ISB agent. Yeah, and my reason is
0: this, if he were were an agent, as soon as he found out she had any misgivings or any of these misdealings, he would have turned her in and she would have been arrested. Like, I don't think there would have been a whole lot of, you know, like...
1: Because so far, all she's asked is to move money, so he wouldn't turn her in for that. He'd be like, I want to see where the money's going. Well,
2: they want to set up a charitable
1: thing. He's to, playing this exactly like an ISB agent would. And even if he's not an agent, he'd be a CI, confidential informant, because they have meanwhile contacted him as soon as she, because they're watching her. She said it. And as soon as she contacted Tay and said, hey, I'd really love to see you. Can you come to, to Coruscant on talk with me? They just, they, they, they hear that communication and then they take Tay's family and they say, look, dude, you're going to go there and you're going to, like, pretend to be, you know, open-minded to everything she said, drop hints that you, you would support the rebels, or we're going to kill your
0: family. It depends on it depends on how carefully they're watching her. This kind of goes back to what I was saying before about the the levels of technology. You know, like, they certainly can scan communications.
2: Oh, I think her husband's definitely in on it.
1: Well, now I'm but starting I'm, to think he's the one that's going to figure out Tay, and save her from Tay. That I would be a sweet twist. They even mention in this episode how her husband used to be a firebrand, meaning he used to be this kind of activist guy. Yeah. You yeah. Anyway. It's
2: going to come back. It doesn't seem like. We get our first
1: view first of Narquina Five. Yeah. We can talk about that more when we get to the cocktail party, I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're walking. The shoes are still in the middle of the floor. Um,
1: seven.
3: We're
2: going to talk about the facility draining the ocean. Is that what it's doing? That's what it seems like it's doing. Because oh. it looks like Lake Mead. And it looks like they're just... Because an empire would do that. They would go to planets with water and take all the water. Hello?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm trying, and I spent some time thinking about this too, trying to figure out exactly what they were doing. Um, like, and you, I wonder you see if All the it's just. Voice? I I wonder if it's just yeah. the technology that's keeping the 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 essentially the prison island afloat. Um, yeah, that's no, it each might, the- it's
1: happening. Just cycling the water, but I kind of like what Papa Bear's saying there. Although I guess no, I love see, the concept, but there's I mean,
0: there's no there's the no storage containers. It, it looks like the,
1: it's being drained, because there's but, so
2: many of them, and they're all sucking. I mean, they could be using the water for other purposes, industrial purposes, but it's about, I mean, we see what they're making later, and I love it. So, that's all I want to say about that.
1: Until we get to it, right?
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. When we get to okay. what they're making, that's... <laughs> and we see the team leader... Oh
3: my god!
2: Speaking, yeah, speaking
1: so of much. making, I made a Tie Fighter Lego yesterday that my daughter got me, so and then today I got the Inquisitor ship. Yeah. These are my gifts to myself for being all broken from a car accident. Well, it wasn't an accident. I think they were trying to get me. Anyway, um, so yeah, we're on Arcana Five. <laughs> I got well, the Inquisitor ship, man, for a little bit. I, you know, it's nine hundred pieces.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I haven't built so, yeah. my. Uh, um, oh gosh, why can't think of the name of the ship. It got all blown up.
1: Um, the Battlestar Galactica.
0: No. You know, you know um, what the LEGO Mando's said? Mando's original ship, yeah. Razor Crest. Razor yeah, Crest. Hey, um, I've got my Razor crest to build. I uh, do. It's like it, I think it's sixty dollars, but I really want to go buy Mando's new Nubian ship because that's there right now too the nubian cool. starfighter
2: is that the nubian
0: N- nu- naboo
2: the, uh,
0: naboo nabooian yeah naboo n1 starfighter okay. nubia is a place N- in africa nubian is what they say it's how they refer to things from naboo mm-hmm. the people oh, are she nubians does
1: glitter okay. like a uh, was like a jewel one and that's no, an Ethiopia. never mind thinking of the jewel of the Nile. i jewel of the Ethiopian.
0: I'm, I'm thinking of the N1 Starfighter. I'm thinking of
1: Wolf Yularen looking like he's falling asleep while he's staring at a piece of equipment on his uh, desk.
2: Is it an Imperial Starpath unit? Is it this an original?
1: Like Will- I don't know. But anyway, we switch from Narkina 5 where we should see um, Andor's you know shuttle getting ready to land at one of the seven platforms that get up there to the ISB chamber. And <laughs> Wolf Yularen does look like he's about to fall asleep right here. Uh, I thought that was kind of funny. Indeed, was just giving him that that He's stare. He's just looking
2: at the meeting agenda, going like, "Ugh."
1: And yeah, she does actually say this is the one they picked up. Um, and this is where they show Andor's face. Um, that was the Star Path unit that you know Andor was trying to sell when he and uh, a person they don't know—we know it's Luthan—escaped.
2: You know what? He's not impressed.
1: Well, no, and. Uh, I wouldn't be at this point either because, as she puts it, uh, um, it's a, a tactical dirty, team. It's hmm?
2: dirty, too. I mean, they could have cleaned it up a little.
1: But I think they wanted to show it as it was found. Okay. So, yeah, she's. this is where she was asking for all that stuff. A full mm-hmm. ComNet and Series 9 Spectrum surveillance. Yeah. So so the, boys, and he says this that.
0: Stuff. Well, and this is after. So, before that, though, is when... Um, what's, who's, who's her boss? Why can't I think of these names today? Petragrass or something. Yeah. When he jumps in and says, you know, we've definitely found some stuff and it's definitely troubling, right? He jumps in and was like, Hey, we agree with her, you know, as her superior, I'm agreeing with this. And I think what she's saying is right. And he said, you know, and then basically Yalaren comes in and is like, well, this is still a really tall order. Um, and it. It raises some questions, some things that you don't quite, you know, as as somebody who's looking at Star Wars from a less critical eye, and I don't mean critical, like you know, going after, but just you know, paying more attention. Um, you kind of expect them to have the expectation is always that the Empire has, you know, system wide surveillance on everyone, like it it feels that way, mm-hmm. and I think the Empire does a good job of making it feel that way, but they don't. She's like, we want to see all the stuff that's going on on this planet. He goes, well, we got to bring in a lot of equipment for that. You know, you're asking for a whole lot of stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and and we kind of have that that full dystopian, like, they're overarching everything. But it goes back to the Empire's entire tactic is fear. You know, they're if you're afraid that they're going to do things, if you're afraid that they're going to attack, if you're afraid that they're going to lock people up, then, you know, you become... Implicit. and yeah. and so i thought that was really neat back to the not technology the of one. like it's not it's not overarching like they don't have they have the coolest weapons ever lightsabers right they have uh hyperdrive units awesome um but they're not like the you know over the top all the technology they don't have facial identification like we already have <laughs> Right. right recognition um, or replicators like we're going to get in a few hundred years, right?
1: Yeah, hmm. um, but she she also points out in this meeting that, oh, this price would still be a fraction of the price of what we've lost, But the main point is she uh, she's like, "Look, this Cassian Andor guy escaped with a guy we know is a player in this rising rebellion, and this is our only lead." So we have to pursue it. Yeah. And what so a good code name too! I like their name oh, for him. Yeah, yeah. Axis, axis, is axis, because they think the whole thing revolves around him, um, which we find out is not entirely true. But you know, but he's still a pretty important player.
0: But um, it's sort of true. Like it's it's really weird. Like the rebellion. I love the building of the rebellion in this show. Like oh, I yeah. really like how these pieces are being put together. It's.
1: Well, there's a certain irony here, too, because they're like, he's the Axis because we think, you know, the rebellion revolves around him. And then later in the episode, we see him, it's really, it really is a bunch of disjointed groups and how he's not the Axis because everyone wants to be the Axis, whether it's Saw or Mon Mothma and then Saw named like four other groups or, um, yeah, so there is no Axis, which is kind of the, irony and funny part of the rub re- of the empire not realizing that they think that this is one concerted effort but it looks like it's actually the actions of a few groups yeah all right are we ready to move on to to
0: uh andor's new home yeah, yeah it took a long time for them to get him onto this planet um, we didn't mention in meta either speaking of a long time this is the longest episode we've had yet Yeah. Listed at 57 minutes, and the actual runtime without credits was about 50. Oh,
1: so. Are those Republic credits? Because those are no good here. <laughs> 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 Hands behind heads. So they march out of their uh, their little transport ship and onto this pristine platform. And these dudes walk out, these Imperial dudes wearing pumped up kicks, dude. All the other kids the, with the pumped The guy
2: who kicks. comes down here and gives him the speech. Yeah. The intensity of that guy is amazing.
1: He is beautiful. He just
2: it? lays it out like it is. And you see some
1: toes. We did see toes. But we also saw pumped up kicks, dude. I do want to say, he says, he says, <laughs> like did you
0: notice groups. how we're all here with no weapons and, and we're not worried about it? But the They hand do, hand hand do hand. Hand. They <laughs> all have weapons. Yeah. They all have those shock rods, every one of them. So I, I think that was, I mean, I understand that he was meant like we don't have blasters pointed at you, but they did all have those shock rods on their belts. Yeah. So this they have is, weapons.
1: This is also the moment where he mentions what Tim had said about uh, you've been deemed labor worthy. Um, the factory
2: facility
1: yeah and the quality of your time here is up to you yeah Yeah. sanitary
2: or not
0: (laughs) this is probably the most and I love the timing of this episode because this scene is one of the most Halloween scenes for this to be the episode that came out as soon as he hits this button
3: what's, what's the
0: floor called did you write it down um I think it's s- ceramic tile. No, it was
1: tungsten. <laughs> it was it sounded like tungsten, though it wasn't. But yeah, he hits the button. Tungstoid like steel, a, steel, right? Tung-stoid, Tungstoid. Tungstoid
0: steel. Tung-stoid. So Tung-stoid. So he, he, Tung-stoid. he hits the button. The first time he hits the button, they all look like they're kind of a rock band and they're starting to sing. Um yeah, they do. but when they when they pan back to them and like especially the way that uh uh you know, Keith, Gergo Oh, he does, um, he does
2: uh, and like or the splits or something. It's crazy. He goes into done.
0: like some weird, like, like twisted <laughs> zombie thing. Like, yeah. and that's what made me think <clears throat> of a of a Halloween thing. Like, he Did looked you? like he was a distorted, messed yeah. up ghost,
2: like, a, like the ring or something, like the crab. Yeah, alert. that's what it looked like to me. I was like, yeah. oh, that was
0: scary. I was like, this is good for the episode before Halloween. Like, I like that they. I don't know if that was just a coincidence, but like that really looked like a. That was creepy. I didn't like. It looked. It looked a little bit. painful. A little bit. A little bit. A little
2: bit. That's just level one
1: of three. Yeah. Uh, that was level one of three. Hey, and that was you? their warning.
2: When do you think we'll
0: see level two?
1: Well, saw, I think it's coming. Right?
0: So we I think level three. I think that we saw almost every component of the jailbreak in this episode. Yeah, so they were right. really, 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 really like there were a lot of details stated about this prison, and I think that well, I think that the, he's already starting to create a plan. Well,
2: they they show a giant rack of shoes, so <laughs> duh, get the shoes. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right.
1: Well, yeah, they also show how poorly run the facility is.
0: They talked about that when there wasn't enough guards to take him in yeah. in a few minutes here. Um, you've got no guards with them when they're standing in their transport hallways from one room to the other. And you yeah. saw a couple of them communicating by sign language. Yeah. Um, which I thought yeah. was, was really, I, and I'd like to know if they were using ASL. Um, if that was yeah. something we could actually look back at and, and know what was being communicated or if it was just something sure different. A website somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I haven't looked that up yet, but they showed the communication. They showed the breakdown they said um, only two people per cell. I think they said at some point. There's a room, yeah. And then it seemed like oh, it God. seemed like they threw like when the guy jumped. Seems like he jumped off the um, thing later on. Yeah, it said, himself. "Yeah." After that thing went off, it gave the warning: you have ten seconds to get back to your cell which makes it seem like there's a grid disruption and now the grid is off. Oh, so I if you pick someone that. to sacrifice, you could throw them to the floor and... Yeah. 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 And you know, so like... The the, like there's a whole lot of stuff that was built I mean. in. You're like, okay, he's gotten all he's, of this information. He's going to walk out of there on the bodies of his other... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't, I don't know if that'll work. I think that would still go – whatever <laughs> is happening to them, I think it'll still go through the bodies. But, no, but they I think it it'll off turn for off for second. 10 seconds. They just need no. those 10 seconds to do what it, – like it was really, really cool in this episode how many little components they actually picked apart. And I think they did it to the point that they almost don't need to discuss the entire plan. We just yeah. need to see them planning something and then eventually escaping. Like it was just a – there's a lot. Oh, yeah. There was the lot. elements are there.
2: You said disgust and uh, now I'm looking at Cyril, and he looks disgusted by the report he signed.
1: Yeah, so we switch scenes. We <laughs> leave the uh, Narcino 5. Now we're back on Coruscant with uh, Cyril in the ISB interrogation room. One cool thing, a nice little uh, fan service nod, is the cameras pointed in on him are the same cameras we saw on the Death Star and New Hope when uh, they were in the detention center and they had to blow up all the cameras in the room.
0: Yeah, the whole facility looks very Death Star. That that was cool. Um, because um, I always and I that think that's a yeah, and it and it makes sense that um, it, it makes sense that they're doing that, right? That they have this is the current level of technology. This is currently how we're building the Death Star. This is how we're going to design our other you know newer buildings as well. Um, so I really like that consistency. Yeah,
1: and uh, yeah, Deidre's there to hear what uh, what Cyril's thoughts on the report are, and he tears right into it. It's like this <laughs> criminal negligence of the officer, not enough imperial authority, um, but nothing's, you know, there's so much missing. Um, and so Deidre's like, yeah, you said Andor was with an older man, so give me the missing details.
3: Yeah. And it was <laughs> an
1: old man in a cloak, and he gives her the missing details. He had boots. Green gloves. Yeah, it was, it was maybe gray or green. Green, Green
0: and, and dark, dark boots. boots. <laughs> I didn't get even good look at him. But I would know his voice. If you put an entire galaxy available for me to listen to, I'd know his voice.
1: I'd recognize it. But as soon as he says that about the cloak and the boots is when um, Deidre is done with him. And she's yeah. like, stop filling out reports. Um... I, you know, I might be in touch with you again, but the next time you fill out one of these false reports, you're going to talk to someone much worse than me. And he's like, and and I in return am going to mark down that you were of great service to the empire. Um, and she's walking out, and Cyril's like, I do. Cyril is pretty fearless. Um, he's a good you know, deputy inspector. He he was. He yells it at her, and he gets up to actually even confront her. Um. Yeah, he again. I I think his passion for this uh, does communicate to Deidre, so I do think she's gonna want him back at some point. Yeah.
0: I think so too. Um, but she's very ISB um, upper management, upper authority, and she just walked out. <laughs> well, he he makes a
1: statement that summarizes like the empire so well. He says, uh, "Can anyone?" Uh, be too aggressive in preserving order.
0: Oh, I loved that.
1: That I mean, was that a made great it, line.
0: And I, I feel like with her character, I feel like that was the right line to give to her. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, and his mentality again. If if Blevins is actually um, a rebel, it would explain. Like you can t- you can tell this is kind of his personality. Blevins is like, I'm gonna get this guy out of here. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Blevins is either lazy or um or a rebel sympathizer. Or he's got too
0: much um
1: or he's, he's got just overtasked. too much to deal with, right?
0: What is Maybe it? The, the, we Maybe? have the Peter principal. What's the guy's name? Peter, um the doctor, he was a doctor in the seventies. He's the one who said uh uh people tend to be promoted to their level of incompetence. Yeah.
2: The Peter Principle.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I have no idea. <clears throat> Peter. It, basically, it's like you take a good worker and they do a really good job, and then you move them up to a supervisor position, but they're not a natural leader of people. They should still be doing the work. And yeah, well, they're people are for just like rule
2: followers. Is all. Yeah, people
0: are promoted to their level of incompetence, and then you get people who are terrible leaders because it's not what they wanted to do. They didn't actually want to be a leader. They just you know, took a promotion, but never should have been doing it. Blevins could be that guy who's been pushed up so far that he's just got too much that he can't handle anymore.
2: Yeah. I think he's got, he also has like the most sectors, I think of all of them too.
0: Right. Well, that's what I mean. Legitimately has has a lot. He had like
1: six and she had two or something. And
2: and Ferrex was kind of probably one of the more loser systems.
1: Yeah. And speaking of losers, now we go back to see the prison guards. Um, so I thought this was interesting, and I think this is kind of a, again, they steal a lot of empire imagery and stuff from, like, the Nazis in World War II, and one of the things about the concentration camps and stuff, the prison guards, you know, young, healthy men were almost always in the army fighting in the war, so the prison guards for a lot of these camps were usually older men who were, you know, past their fighting in crime. And did you notice that a lot of these guards are older men? Oh, um, I didn't yeah. notice
3: that at first, but
2: now yeah. that I'm watching it, it kind of makes and then, sense.
1: There's a few younger ones, but they're, they're mostly older men. And again, I'm like, that's because the young men are being put into the stormtrooper corps and stuff like that. So there's a cool little detail. But they definitely show, these guys look incompetent. Um, they look like they're trying the best they can, but they're just, they don't have enough people and they're incompetent. Um. So, like Tim said, I think it really does fit. Um, it does show kind of predict how it could be easy to break out of this place.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's good. Yeah. We're going from a robbery to a uh, prison breakout.
1: Yeah, because like like Tim said, they're showing all right. This, they, hey, here's where we keep our boots, and then they're like, <laughs> hey, we're 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 missing a guard. Uh, well, this is supposed to be priority. Yeah. Well, they don't have enough people.
0: And they don't And they know specifically when. said all of the reasons oh. that the guard wasn't there. So the communication across the barriers to the other people to make sure that there's one guard less when somebody dies and has to be brought in, like all of the details are there. Which again is probably why we have the same director for 8 through 10, right? That consistency of creating this. My guess is episode 10, he breaks out. Yeah. We are, missing, um, we are missing the component of how they get off of this island, unless the entire island flies. <laughs> <laughs> that'd, yeah. that'd be
2: cool. It's got to um, I
0: mean, fly. We know transport's coming in and out, but we don't know when, we don't know how.
1: We also hear the, the really, the kind of telltale language that they don't know what they're doing. The guy's like, uh, stop, move forward, stop, move forward, stop, move forward. But it's not because there's a line, he just... He's giving conflicting commands because he doesn't know what he's doing. Um yes. and, and he's overwhelmed because he's also playing on a computer at the same time and asking where the other soldier is. And, yeah, so, yeah, they, they definitely do a great job of very quickly showing that these facilities are just not run very well. Um, which isn't... It, well, it, it's kind of awesome because they're depending entirely... On the on the cleverness of their technology.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I wanted to say that.
1: Oh, I said it Damn. first. Good job, Jim. Yeah, they they're definitely not using their human assets, you know, in a good way, which they're not really great human assets. But um, yeah, they're they're like, oh, we got electrified electrode floors. Who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, so he brings them down yep. into the bay. Anything y'all want to say about this? Well yeah, and then they meet Gollum. Somehow Snoke has returned. Yeah, this was wild. Um yeah, what's that guy's name? Andy Circus? Yeah. Yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. Wasn't he the guy in Ted Lasso? Uh,
2: no, that is uh Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis.
1: So same guy, right? No, not at all. Yes, Andy Circus. So it turns out that the you know each level has seven teams. There's seven levels. There's seven blah blah blah, and uh, they let one of the um, inmates be in charge of each group. And in this case, he's, yeah, it's it's, it's he's, a he's
0: team leader. Did y'all catch his name? Uh, Kino Loy. Uh. Who you don't want?
1: Yeah, yeah, Kino Roy, played by Andy Serkis, Gollum, as y'all pointed out, and I think even more interestingly, um, Snoke, this is Snoke, y'all, I'm telling you, I'm not kidding, Are you Kino right? Roy is Snoke, Kino Roy is Snoke, I, no, I'm not saying Andy Serkis is, because we know the actor is, Kino Roy is somehow going to escape from here, and meet Palpatine, and Palpatine's going to be like, you're going to replace me, right, um, you'll think um, I'm right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: No, I, I have no idea what you're talking
1: about, but I like it.
2: I like your I meaning,
1: Kino you Boy. Like. The character is Snoke. You think so that's, that's why funny? he's played by the same character by the same actor?
2: Oh, okay.
0: That would be uh that would be an interesting thing. But what I'm still kind of convinced.
2: That... He's got too much hair.
1: Well, he's gonna lose the hair and get a weird facial scar. He's gonna get a huge head scald scar. Yeah. All right. So Kino, Loy, what'd y'all think about Kino?
2: Well, he's got two hundred and forty-nine days left in a sentence,
1: which which is a lot, but not a lot at the same time. Well, he used to have less. Wasn't it two forty-five? Two
2: forty-nine.
1: Um. Yeah. His name's Kino, Loy. He's in charge of him. Uh he's got 49 people that answer to him. Yeah? I know that. I don't know how many days he had left.
2: Do you know what his sentence used to be before the restructuring guidelines for the sentencing? Less. It used to be 124.5 Yes. Days.
1: So that would suck.
2: They doubled it.
1: They doubled everybody's 12-hour shifts, so they do 12 on, 12 off. Um... I gotta admit, except for the whole the worst team gets electrocuted every day, or I guess they mean every day, um, this isn't a terrible way to be in prison.
0: Every day at the end of a 12-hour shift.
1: I mean, I mean
2: it's, this... it's, it's 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 rough. It's not an easy life, by no means. It's I'd much rather
1: be the guy in Chandrilla. I actually asked uh, uh, um, I asked about this, who would you rather be in this case? Because like, we see Mon Mothma at her party. I'm like, Mon Mothma or Andor? Mm-hmm. And I think my answer is Andor, because Mon Mothma's ter- terrified. Whereas Andor's just in a crappy position. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, Wow, okay. <laughs> um, and it was 249 days, by the way.
2: That's what I said. Go i in. know
1: i was agreeing with you tim well, said 245 yeah i said 249 I was tim is
2: on the TV close tim guy. knocked something over and left yeah i think i think he threw over his he's baking cookies he said and i think he threw the whole tray over oh, intentionally i i moved he
0: through this i moved through and playing with the episode when i saw that it was actually 249 i uh through some things in a fit of rage. <laughs> well, why I said yeah. it's not that bad is they do have something to do,
1: like it or not. It's not that physically rough. Like, they're not going to die like miners in a coal mine, you know, 100 years ago, 200 years yeah. ago. What do you but, think they um, building?
0: That's what I was going to say. That's yeah.
1: a great question. That's what I was going to They have part, like, they work in teams where it's in their best interest for them I to think get along. I know,
2: but, you know.
1: So they they're working in an environment where it actually makes sense that they would build kind of important friendships and like in trust. You got a
2: team, you gotta be able to communicate with your team. Exactly. So that's why I separated them. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. So so all right. So yeah, they are building these things and the team that, that builds the least gets shocked every day. That's okay. what we are see, they building? Um, I think
0: they're
2: building imperial probe droids. Do you? That's what I think.
1: That's a pretty cool guess. I like that. It does look like it could be, like, the chassis. Or, like, the legs
2: okay. or something. Uh, I don't
1: know. Yeah. I thought they would be, like, con- connecting joints of the uh, Death Star. I don't know, but, you know... Something
0: for that, or something for a TIE fighter, or something. Uh... When I saw him working, I was like, we have thousands of probe droids. And I was like, oh, this
2: is where they make the probe droids!
0: Well, it has to be something that they, they make a ton of, right? Like, so, I mean, all three of those things, TIE fighters, probe droids, um, connection units for the Death, Death Star. Star. Like they have, all of these things have to have There's a, lot a of moving ton parts. of things. Um, I don't know that we're, I feel like we're too close to the completion of the Death Star for them to be Death
3: Star. They had already started working
0: on Death Star 2. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: I like, I like the idea. No, I'm not for kidding. It's... They did. Yeah, no, you're right. I know. And if you follow the Jedi Academy trilogy from Legends, they'd already had another one in the, in the Maw outside yeah, there was of Kessler. Yeah.
1: So, Andy Serkis, um, I, I also liked how he was like, look, if you're sick or you're injured, come talk to me. And it's not because he cares, it's because, you know, he has to keep his productivity up, but he recognizes the best way to keep productivity up is to make sure the people are okay. Yeah. Um, I like how lost Andor looks as he's looking around. We see that there's an older guy on his team that is probably going to be a problem, um, because he's having a hard time keeping up now. Um, and then we're kind of done with that scene for now. We switch, and this is what made me do the comparison. We switch to Mon Mothma's house and they're doing the whole mezcal thing with the worm and the tequila. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, except for they, they got slugs or something that they stick in their chandrillin. And Von Mothma turns hers down, so parents says, I'll take hers. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Yes. Y'all ready to talk about this scene?
2: I'll drink to that.
1: So I guess that's a yes. Hey. Perrin, yeah, it's a, some sort of weird slug things, which are, again, from... I think those
2: are Tampa. gummy worms is what they are.
1: They are gummy worms. Gummy worms. Um,
2: you ever put a gummy worm in your champagne?
1: Every night. It's a Sagrona. Sagrona is a chandrillin toast.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So Tay comes okay. in. There's an offhand comment between Mon and uh, Perrin about how she's working to get votes to block something the Emperor's doing. So she's obviously very, you know, open, but she, she also pointed out that she... She wants to appear a um, an irritant to the Emperor, but not a threat. Um, yeah, so anyway, I thought that was interesting. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun! <sighs> Talking about Star Wars. So, what do we got to say about this? Um, you know, I, so, I don't
0: know... Uh, sorry, and I'm going to jump back a little bit. Uh, I don't. YouTube channel Star Wars Fanatic Confirmed And I don't know what Star Wars Fanatic has to do with Confirming anything The Narcena 5 inmates are building really the undercarriage Leg attachments to a Viper droid Or Imperial probe droid
3: oh,
2: That's what Papaverse said I mean they could, could be used, used on both them. I mean I imagine there's a lot of energy Well no, no they're the same thing Oh yeah okay cool
0: Yeah Viper, they're they're called those, Viper Droids. Those were the ones
2: in uh, Solo, right? They be back. The, the Viper Droids that were
1: attacked, attacked in, the, uh,
2: in the Solo heist. Yeah. You remember those?
1: All I know is that I like when Perrin describes Mon Mothma saying she's trying to protect the Empire from the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I segued, but that was a good call. The well, and it's funny
0: close. because so many of the, so many of the of the people who are still actively involved in the Senate, I think if they're not afraid, I think they just believe in what he did. Right, he turned it into an empire for better security, and they bought into it, and they're not looking at him as this evil bad guy. You know, like we're looking well, at it from the outside as the em- We hear the emperor, and we're like, oh, the evil guy. And they yeah. just look at the leader of their government, but they're not seeing him necessarily as evil yet for a lot of these systems. And it's, it's yeah. you really have to play that, because when we heard it, we're like, "Well, yeah, he's protecting it from the Emperor. But for other people, they're like, it's just a silly thing. And he's well, not no. afraid to say it, because they don't quite have that level of fear of, if we say this thing, she'll be taken away. Um,
1: That's exactly Luther's point is we need to bring the Emperor we need to show the Emperor's true colors that's right so yeah I think you're absolutely right about that
2: it's like in V when they rip the face off
1: you, you keep going back to V I like V, Why? v. so then Tay sees um sees uh, wait the original daughter. V or the new V uh,
2: the original yeah. yeah the new V was pretty good too but it just kind of died unexpectedly I think Ooh. Mm-hmm, yeah, it did.
1: Okay. Uh, is anybody there? Well, Rebels is awesome. Anything yeah. you want to say about uh, the, 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 the... Andor?
2: Reptilian faces? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the daughter is a spy.
0: Uh, she's going to have some issues, for sure. She's going to be upset with her dad when he turns her in. Why mm-hmm. does she seem so nervous?
2: They could be working together, the daughter and the and the, the husband.
1: Maybe she seems nervous because when she sees Tay, she says, "You're here all the time now." Um, I think she's worried about
0: her mom and and this dude. Maybe.
1: With the guy with the gold chains. Well, but uh, yeah, the daughter seems really nervous for whatever reason. Yeah. And since I don't think there's much done by accident in this show, there's got to be something to that. Uh, but, yeah, Tay's gotten some money. He's wondering how much more she wants. And she says 400000 which is a number that seems to give him pause. Yep. And then
2: we cut to a frantic-looking uh, Andor, or Keith. Keith. Yeah. I mean, he looks like the prison is not agreeing
1: with him at all. He wants Whoa. to be
2: a tourist again.
1: Andor's got issues, and we know it. Like, he doesn't like people touching him. He gets really nervous in situations. And I think he is freaking out. I think he can't stand to be locked up. Um, oh. So I, I love the way the Luca, the actor who plays Andor, is is, is portraying this. Because I think you're right. I think he he's freaking out.
2: I, th- I think what happens later in the episode happens
1: a lot. About the people killing themselves? Yeah, I think, I think you're right.
2: right. I think you know, you get, everybody was like upset. It was like great. Now we get to smell this guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, well. Yeah. And again, it's kind of perfect dystopian. So they're waiting in the hallways that have windows on them, and they're in this huge complex. And that's when uh, Andor first notices the dude that Tim mentioned. He's using sign language to communicate yeah. through the windows to someone in a different sector. Because they can see each other across the way, so that's that's pretty wild. So, yeah, again, like Tim mentioned, we we've established a system of communication inside I, the prison.
2: I think this is how he joins the resistance.
1: Um, well, I think his. I mean, the if we're predicting rebellion? where this is going, yeah. I I think this is definitely obviously part of how um he gets out. He yeah. gets out, and then um. I think once he's out, he's going to join the rebellion, but I still think his sister plays into that, is where I'm going with this.
2: And he definitely doesn't want to go back.
1: He does not want to go back. Yeah. I don't want to go back either. Mm -hmm. Huh. So, right now we're at an hour long on this episode. Mm Mm-hmm. So yeah, Mon Mothma's dinner party. There's several interesting lines <laughs> in the dinner party that I think are worth mentioning. Cause, um, you're always
0: nice when you need votes. Yeah. Or you're very sweet um, when you need votes.
1: I was thinking about their discussion of Palpatine. Um that that was kind of interesting because there's there's um criticism of him by his by people who seem to support him, but it's like they're kinda of like those fake answers you give in uh in job interviews. Like what would you say is your biggest weakness? Um, probably that I'm a perfectionist. You know, that sort of thing. Um, because they're like, uh well yeah, Palpatine's 'cause and I'm like actually looking at the dialogue right now, it says Palpatine's frustrating, as yes, we agree. Um, he's too easily provoked and overreactive, but in someone says understatement, he says <laughs> what he means. I I like that, too. That's a very real-feeling conversation, isn't it? it? Yeah, and I like the understatement part, especially. The understatement. Um, (laughs) Then the guy says, we're discussing legislation, not speeches. In other words, actions, not words. Um, And Mon Mothma basically says, all right, so what is it, asking these other senators, so what is it Palpatine wants? What do you actually think he wants? Um and the answer was public safety. His the Emperor's yeah. primary charge is to protect us, is it not? Wow. Um I'll get that. And the, that's the point of the port. The port is gonna protect us. And she says, How much protection is enough? Um, and this is a debate we had, you know, in the United States big time after nine eleven. Um with the Patriot Act and how much surveillance and all that stuff and the whole argument of trading uh, safety for for freedom. Tim, are you there? I'm here. Hmm? Ah, ah, now, I'm here. I, and I think we're going to end the podcast on what is one of the best lines, not just in Star Wars, but period. When the guy gives an argument that I'm I'm always very suspicious of government programs and stuff. And the guy gives an argument that the pro-government program people usually give. If you're not doing anything wrong, what are you afraid of? And Mon Mothma's answer is absolutely dead on perfection. Do y'all remember what she said? The guy says, if you're no. not doing anything wrong, what are you afraid of? She says, I'm afraid of what your definition of wrong is which is exactly oh, right yeah. that's that's the fear of German overreach is because they decide what's right and wrong um so but if you're not doing anything wrong what are you afraid of i'm afraid of your definition of wrong um so i i, I don't know just really good writing a brilliant huge, speech yeah.
0: all of them every single piece of dialogue is well thought out in this show Oh, there really are some is. times where they're like, I feel like sometimes they're like, uh, just have some dinner conversations, right? Well, <coughs> and they're yeah, not. Yeah, and then um,
1: one of the ladies involved in this conversation says, well, this, these are dangerous times. Which is fascinating because they had been at war for the previous four years and are at peace for the first time. Coruscant had been attacked by uh, by Dooku and Grievous just three years earlier. Remember? Wasn't it just three years earlier? Or how? No, what am I saying? Three, six years earlier, like the planet had been actually attacked, and now they're saying this is dangerous times. So I find that that to be interesting. Um, that they they're even the supporters of Palpatine feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and then they try to blow it off by saying, "Well, our biggest danger right now is that we're you know taking in too much of this alcohol, this ten trillion, blah blah blah." Mm. And that ends the uh the the dinner party scene at Mon Mothma's. Our next scene is in Andor Cellblock where we first see where he's living. But I think we're going to take turn this into a two part episode because I mean it sounds like things are insane with Tim and it sounds like my uh <laughs> medicine's working on me pretty good. And uh it sounds like Papa Bear
2: yes, is I'm doing here. just fine. I'm right here. Yeah. You need something,
1: but um. So yeah, we're gonna stop right there, and then next time we're gonna finish up uh, our coverage of Episode eight. Yeah. How does that sound?
0: Yeah, That's and if we wait till Thursday, we pile in episode nine, and we'll give you a super episode.
1: Well, super. I would like for us to finish this up before episode nine comes out.
0: All right, Maybe I'm down. Have
1: time between oh. now and Wednesday.
0: Yeah, we'll find something somewhere.
1: I'm around. One good thing about Don't being forget. hit by a car is you get a lot of downtime.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm gonna go build a Lego set right now. Papa Please. Bear,
0: you remember when? Remember when Jim was oh, red messaging? Line. Yeah, redline. Remember when Jim was messaging, uh, emailing us during work, saying, "Hey, you want to record? Yeah.
1: He's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm at work. Uh, my job are the best people on earth. I would rather
2: podcast and be at work
1: but you're okay yeah. well I, I love my job it's a new job i mentioned that a few podcasts back but um so i i contacted him i'm laying in the middle of the road after i get hit by a car and you're like i'm not gonna make it into work today <laughs> and I, I did i did there's a dude yeah you know, there's people really nice people i was lucky two doctors happened to be there and they're like holding my head still and stuff um and because i dislocated my shoulder and was laying on that same shoulder i couldn't move it was just too it, was, it hurt um martin riggs is full of crap man i'm not just banging that into a wall putting it back in place um first of all mine was under it not to say anyway um but yeah i was like hey can somebody call my work and just let them know i'm not gonna be there so that was on a Tuesday, and then every day I was like, "All right, can and, and I try to call my work, and they're like, look, man, you need to take care of yourself. We're just assuming you're out for the rest of the week. Uh, you know, and let us know how you're doing Monday. And I'm just like, you guys are so awesome. Yeah. Um. Anyway, or maybe I'm just not that useful to have around. I don't know, one or the other.
0: Something.
3: Yeah.
1: I haven't seen my bike yet. They got uh, towed for like at the scene. The, they're sitting there asking me questions. I'm in like a lot of pain, laying on the ground, and they're asking me these questions, like, "Hey, what do you want to do about this? What do you want to do?" I'm like, "Dude, just can you get me to a hospital real fast? Cause <laughs> I just, I don't, I could be bleeding internally. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not.
0: Can we take not care of best... some of the other things first. But, but, I love and my I guess bike, they'd... but I'd like my shoulder back first.
1: Well, and the shoulder was just the one thing I knew. I, I also screwed up my other arm kind of bad, too, but it, it was just muscle injury. Not, not... Anyway, I, I couldn't move either of my arms at this point. It was kind of funny, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, the cop's like, what do you want us to do with your bike? And I was like, I, dude, I, I don't. I, what are my options? <laughs> He's like, uh, can you call a friend and have him come get it? I'm like, I can't even move my damn arm. Um, so, no. Yeah, he's like, well, we can tell it for you. I was like, just do that. Which turned out to be the wrong choice. I should have just waited and said, yeah, I'll leave it by the side of the road. A friend can come get it. Um, although the keys were in it, so I don't know what I would have done. But anyway, um, I haven't seen the bike yet is where I was going with this story. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know how bad my my girl was hurt. Anyway... Well, if you I'm need a ride uh, out there
0: at some point, wherever she is.
1: Call, uh, call Papa Bear?
0: Who do I call? Or me. I wasn't offering his services, well, you, but, you know, okay.
1: whatever. Okay. Well, you You're didn't cool. finish the sentence. You just said, if you need a ride out there.
2: If you need a ride out there. there's, The there's sentence
0: there. is implied. We've been doing this long enough.
1: If you need a ride out there, Uber zones, is Uber, an Uber, excellent Uber service. <laughs> <laughs> I Port. do, but uh, I'm not Ubering that day. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Call me, because I'm an Uber
0: driver.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I don't know if I
0: should say this, considering things right now, but uh, this is the way.
1: <laughs> this is the way. I got we have to write definitely spoken. For the first David. time. All right. Um, may the force be with you, surround you, penetrating Always. you. ways. Um, <laughs> Always. And Papa Bear said, Oop. Oh. Oh. He does Oosh. say penetrate you. Um, what, what are,
0: you are we you? doing? Surrounds us. Binds us.
1: Alright, goodbye everyone. And
0: that's Jim.
1: I, I'm Jim.
0: <laughs> I'm Jim.
2: And I'm Papa Bear. And what yeah, have you done? Is. This
1: has <laughs> been our, certain, our
0: view. certain point of view.
1: Point of view. Bye.
0: Bye bye. Audio 1